The following is a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome Employment Law Show, Lior Samfiru from Samfiru to Market LLP. Of course, founding partner right there, hosting the show alongside and uh, the most positively Googled employment law firm in the country. You can check that out uh, anytime. Lots to get through today on the show. We're going to talk about, uh, going to drill down into what cause actually is and when employment can be terminated uh, on that basis. That's coming up here. uh, What's going on this morning, pal? How are you? Well, I am doing really well. Really excited to be here today. By the way, special day for me. Uh, I am officially today the father of a 15-year-old. Crazy. So happy birthday. How young do you feel now, buddy? How young do you feel now? (laughs) I feel so young. Let me just tell you. Yeah. Uh, So happy birthday to my my, uh, oldest, Natalie. Uh, Really excited uh, to be here and celebrate with her. But right now, we are talking employment law. Right now, we're talking about workplace rights. We're talking about the things that really matter, especially these days. Well, they always matter. But these days with COVID-19, with the uncertainty that everyone is facing with their job, their income, their job security, now's the time to ask questions so that you're prepared, so that you know your rights, so that you know what to do if, if something bad happens, like losing your job or your job changes, or maybe your boss told you, here's what's happening. We're changing your, your pay. What, what Do you respond to that? How do you respond? And, and what are your rights? Any questions about your job, your workplace rights, your benefits, your entitlements, now is the time, now is the place. We are here live answering your questions, and that's really the only reason we are here. And, of course, everything I said is what I call option one, option two, just as good. You can reach out to me privately in the office anytime. We'll give you that contact information throughout the show. But that said, uh, let's mm-hmm. get started. week that was, a couple situations that uh, I saw come across my desk recently. So first one I'll tell you about, John, has a really nice, happy ending, obviously, despite starting uh, in a very difficult situation for the individual. So this individual was laid off back in uh, March of last year, of course, like many others, because of COVID. Now, he initially was told he can expect to go back over the summer, so he waited for that. Uh, When that did not happen, he was told, well, we're hoping to have you back in September. You know, it was very, very, very difficult for him. To, to survive until then, but he said, fine, I'll wait until September. In September, they said, we still can't take you back. We don't know when. That's when he reached out to me, and he wanted to know, what do I do here? How do I wait? Do I wait? So what I told him, of course, what I've told many people on this show, is that the layoff itself was a termination. The layoff itself was not actually legal, and it gave him the right to find uh, uh, to, to get severance and move on. Right. And for him, I told him severance is anywhere from 18 to 20 months pay. So he said, fine, let's do that. I need that severance. I need that compensation because I can't really pay my bills now. So uh, he, he engaged me and we resolved this fairly quickly on the basis of 18 months pay. Now, the reason I say there's a particularly happy ending here is that he just contacted me this week uh, to say that he just found another job. And he is delighted. He's extremely happy. And if you think about it, he now essentially has two incomes for a yeah. period of time because he's still getting his severance from his previous employer, that 18 months pay, and he's now working somewhere else. So hopefully that will allow him to catch up on his losses that he had previously. There's an important a very, very crucial reminder for everyone. If you have been laid off temporarily now because of COVID or frankly, even if it's not because of COVID, you have a right to treat that as a termination. 
you have a right to get severance. And again, that could be as much as two years pay, depending on a number of factors. And in many situations, that may be better than sitting at home, not getting paid and waiting indefinitely. If you ever are in that situation, if you want to talk about your severance, please reach out and we'll have that discussion. Well, as Lior said, you want to reach out for a uh, more private and lengthy conversation, no problem. one 821 5900 would be that number. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. And the website, uh, by the way, anytime for you to use lots of employment law information there. Obviously, it's free and uh, anonymous as well. Pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. Okay, matter number two, what is it? Matter number two, uh, a lady called me uh, this week. She had uh, been working uh, with her employer for about three years, uh, regular shift, shift work. And very recently, her employer simply stopped scheduling her. I, the employer said that it's because of COVID, so no, they didn't put her on her schedule for a number of weeks. She had contacted them regularly, said, what does that mean? Do I still work here? Have, have I been terminated? And said, no, no, you haven't been terminated. We just don't have shifts for you. We'll, we'll let you know. So that's when she reached out, reached out to me and she wanted to know what her rights were. Well, John, of course, not being scheduled, not given, being given work is not legal. That is a termination. In fact, how, how could you be terminated more than that? Your employer is not allowing you to work. Your employer is not paying you or giving you uh, any shifts to work. That is a termination. And the reason why I'm bringing this up is that it made me think that there are other situations where your employer may not say, oh, we're terminating your employment. But the law steps in and says, no, no, sorry, employer, that is a termination. So I just gave you one example when your employer stops scheduling you for shifts. Not legal, that is a termination, you're owed severance. Another example may be if you're, if you're on a leave of absence, maybe medical leave, and your employer is not bringing you back. Oh, we're not, we don't have work, or we'll let you know at some point, we're, not, we're just not bringing you back. But we're not terminating. Wait a second. Ridiculous. That is, of course, a termination. That is, of course, illegal, potentially also a human rights violation. Temporary layoff. We already said that earlier. Temporary layoff is a termination. If your employer makes significant changes to your job, they're still giving you work, but it's different pay or different hours or maybe it's a demotion. That, in the eyes of the law, are are terminations as well. So there are many situations where your employer may not say, we're letting you go. But the law says, employee, that is the same as if they did. If you are in one of those situations or you're wondering if what happened to you is, in fact, in the eyes of the law, termination, let's have a chat and let's talk about what you're owed. Yeah, it's, it's all in the wording. You know, it's, uh, are you starving me? No, I'm just not giving you any food. I mean, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> <laughs> I mean really. Yeah. Yeah, no no difference, right? Yeah, exactly. You're not, uh, you're not getting money. You're not getting work yet. You've been terminated for sure. So, uh, yeah, I want, as we mentioned off the top, I want to drill down into what cause actually is because this term comes up all the time and people are confused if they have cause or no cause. Can it be terminated on that basis? So, I mean, and by the way, the phone lines, you can call in any time during this conversation as well. 416-870-6400 as we are live here on a Saturday morning. What is a termination for cause and when can it happen? So let's start with the idea that a termination for cause is the the, the capital punishment, if you will, mm, yeah. of the employment relationship. And the reason we, we call it the capital punishment is because just like capital punishment, it's only for the worst offenders. So a termination for cause happens when someone did something so bad that it's just not possible for the employer to continue employing them. It's so bad that there's no way to fix that relationship. That relationship is now destroyed, the employment relationship, 
and the employer put up, puts up its hands and say, what more can we do after everything that's happened here? We're going to terminate employment for cause. Now, it is very difficult to establish cause. We'll, we'll talk about that more. And in my experience, and I see this daily, John, employers say that it's cause when it's not even close to being cause. And of course, as we'll talk soon as well, if the employer is right and they do have cause, then they don't have to pay severance. And again, in most cases, they get it wrong. Remember, very difficult to terminate for cause. And even if you did something wrong or even a few things wrong, that doesn't mean you're deserving of the capital punishment. It does not mean you can be terminated for cause. Important things to keep in mind. Before we break here, I've got, uh, got a couple minutes to get through some uh, some examples of conduct that could give rise to termination of cause. What do you think? So there's types of conduct that on their face, on their own, will be cause. For example, if you stole, that's cause. It's always going to be cause. If you committed an act of violence in the workplace, of course that's cause. If you know, you're involved in fraud or sexual harassment, those are very, very bad things. And if you did it, yeah, your employer can terminate for cause. Now, those are extreme things, uh, and, and they're not going to happen, thankfully, very often. There's other situations that could be caused, but with the other situations, less serious types of conduct, one offense is never going to be enough. You would, the employer would have to show that there was repeated and that they've tried to fix the problem. So being late is not caused unless it's a massive problem. So you have to keep in mind, it's really worst and bad offenses. Brian, we see you there. We'll get to your call. Thanks for, uh, for hanging on for a moment. Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Welcome back. Brian, thank you so much for uh, hanging on through the break. You got it, and thanks for taking the call. You bet. So, Thank you. Uh, yeah, I work for a, a courier company, and we get all of our contracts from a sole provider. Now, the thing is, is they have changed uh, several things. Uh, the start and finish time of our routes, they've changed plenty of procedures at work. Um, they've actually moved locations. So several, all in a negative, all affect the job in a negative way. Um, the thing is, so... Uh, I listen to the show all the time, and that seems to tick the boxes for constructive dismissal. The thing is um, that, that it's not uh, my company, my boss, who's made these changes. He's simply following the rules um, put out by where we get our contracts from. So all he's done is this comply with all the new changes. Um, and so it's not him that's made these. So it wouldn't be him who's dismissing me in, in that sense. I don't know if that's so, a bit of a loophole or something different. No, so it's a very good point. You know, your boss is not saying, "Well, I decided I want to change things." It's like because of the demands of the business or the demands of the customer, he has to make these changes. But th- that's not really the question. The question is not why he's doing it or or who's telling him to do it. The question is how does that impact you and the other workers? And if it is a significant change for you, then it can absolutely still be a constructive dismissal. It would have been very easy for uh, your your boss, your employer, to have an employment agreement with you and, and your coworkers simply saying that we can make all these changes if we need to. If you had signed an employment agreement like that, then they can make those changes and there's not much you can do. If you did not, even if they have a legitimate reason, it's still a constructive dismissal. 
Remember now with COVID-19, a lot of employers have to make changes, not because they're bad, because COVID-19 is, is present. That's still a constructive dismissal. The question I think in your case, Brian, may be, when did these things happen? If they happened a while ago, you may have by now have been considered to have accepted those changes, in which case you wouldn't be able to do anything about it. But that aside, yeah, your employer still doesn't have a right to make significant changes, even if it's because of the customer. Oh, very interesting. Yeah, see, you know, it, it's all happened within the last couple months within uh, since 2021. Um, I've been there over or nearly two years, and uh, the changes that have uh, been made due to COVID, the distancing and the new rules in the warehouse and, and uh, on the road, that's all been implemented, and they're fantastic. They're really good with that. It has really nothing to do with that. It's just they've we start later, we finish later. We have to do several different things, not COVID-related, in the warehouse, right. all of which are difficult. But, I mean, I'm still still have the job and I still like it. I just wondered because it seemed to be something different there because it's not my employer. So that's what I wondered. I appreciate your time, guys. No problem, Brian. My pleasure. Thanks, Brian. Appreciate that. You need uh, further conversation down the road, you can do so uh, to reach out to Lior and his team, one 821 5900 Joe, you are up next. Thanks for hanging on. Hi, guys. Uh, my wife, uh, she's been with her employer about uh, 30 years. Uh, this year, she was given a letter saying uh, she hadn't fulfilled uh, full-time hour status, and they wanted to move her down to part-time. Um, I'm thinking she was on CERB for a bit because my kids were home. I don't know if that had anything to do with the hours. She's never asked for less hours. Sometimes they'll come and they'll say, uh, we're, lo- we're not as busy this week. Or, Can you work a couple hours less? She's been pretty easy with that. Um, like I've emailed our HR. Uh, she hasn't, re- they haven't uh, emailed us back in about two weeks. I followed up with a letter uh, yesterday. Like, what am I, wh- what's my course of action? Should I just sit tight or wait or what should I do? So, Joe, I take it that there's no union involved, right? No, there's no union. No. Okay. So, is your understanding that what they're doing is that essentially they're permanent, uh, permanently going to reduce your wife's hours? Uh, the thing is, sometimes they'll move you down to part-time and then they'll give you full-time hours sometimes. I, I don't know. It just says part-time, uh, full-time status to part-time. And the, the difference is, is the, the benefit package is sometimes less. That's one of the, my main worries. I just want to make sure. So, so here's what that that means. If the only difference will be that the benefit is less, that's obviously not a good thing. I get it completely, but that's probably not going to be enough to be able to to do something about it. If, on the other hand, what they've done is now they said from now on we're going to give you less hours, therefore you're also going to make less money. Well, wait a second. At that point, no. Now we're talking constructive dismissal. And that may mean she can choose to get severance, which, again, for her could be easily 24 months pay, given that she's been there for 30 years. So I think what we want to do right now is to see what is this change going to mean for her. If it's just a change in the type of benefit package, yeah, I, I wish there was something that could, we could do about that, but there probably isn't. But if we're talking monetary changes, if we're talking about from now regularly, instead of working 35 hours, you're working 25, uh-uh, no, they cannot do that. That's a constructive dismissal. So let's see what happens. Does, does that make sense? Yeah, so, so is it good to follow up with another email saying, like, what is exactly this means, and then go from there? 
Yes. And, and okay. what does that mean for, for her hours? But at the, at the end of the day, even if they don't respond to her, uh, mm-hmm. to, your, to your email, you will know what they do when they schedule her hours, right? So the, the, the yeah, proof is going to yeah. be very easy to see. If they schedule her for less hours, then, yeah, that's not something they're allowed to do. But right okay. now, we just need clarification from their perspective. What does this mean? And if the net result is your wife is earning less, again, she has a right to treat that as a constructive dismissal. And there's a lot at stake here, 24 months pay. If that happens, Joe, she really needs to give me a call. Okay. Okay. Thank you very much. Thank you, Joe. Appreciate uh, appreciate your time and do follow up for sure. It is one eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred and help at employmentlawyer.ca. Uh, termination for cause. You know, an employee, uh, an employer needs to prove cause, you know, to uh, potentially let a, an employee go. What do they need to do to do exactly that? Well, first of all, you're absolutely right. There has to be proof. So if the employer said, here's what you did that's cause, you, 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 you committed this workplace offense, the employer has to prove it. And if the employer doesn't have proof, it will never be cause, right? It's, uh, you know, allegations, speculation without proof is not cause full stop, never. Uh, now, if the employer can prove cause, that doesn't necessarily mean that uh, that is cause. Depends what the employee did. If the employer can show that the employee was late twice in the last month, even if that's a fact, that's still not going to be cause because being late twice, not good. I'm not suggesting that's good, but doesn't necessarily rise to the level of cause. So it's not just that the employer has to prove the misconduct. The employer also has to prove why is it. Why is it that what the employee did is so bad that you can't fix the problem? Why can't a warning fix it? Why can't maybe even a suspension fix it? Why is it, employer, that whatever this employee did left you no choice but to terminate employment? In most cases, John, an employer can simply not answer that question. And if they cannot, it's not cause. That would make the termination a wrongful dismissal, meaning the employee is entitled to compensation. So not just to prove that the employee did what has been alleged, but it's that bad that the employer simply doesn't have another option. In most cases, it's simply not going to be something the employer is able to prove. You know, you always use the term build up a case. You know, build up a case. That's what the employer has to do. Starting from step one, how do they, uh, how do, they do that? So the best way for an employer to prove a case uh, for cause is to build up a case. And the way the employer does that, first of all, it starts by having proper policies in the workplace, right? If you're going to say that an employee did something wrong, you have to be able to show that the, there was policies in place, that there were procedures that the employee did not follow. Uh, and if the employee does something wrong, breaches a policy, does something that's not acceptable, the employer has to address that by way of disciplinary measures. So what, we, what the employer would have to do is maybe issue a warning. Okay, well, we issued a warning. If the employee doesn't shape up and happens again, we'll issue another warning. I say, wait a second, employee, we're serious. Then maybe if it happens again, we say, okay, final warning. That's it. Next time you're, you're gone. And if then it doesn't happen or the employee doesn't improve, maybe at that point the employer is in the position to terminate for cause. So that's what we're talking about, in, about building a case. It's not enough to show, look, you were late, clearly. Well, you can't argue, so off you go for cause. No, you have to show that you gave the employee an opportunity to improve. You told them what may happen. If they don't improve, you build up a case. Oftentimes, employers don't want to do that. They, don't, they think it's too hard. They think it's a pain in the butt. 
uh, or maybe they just don't do a good job of it. And if they don't build up a case, yeah, it's not going to be caused. They're going to find themselves uh, wrongfully dismissing the employee. Same for the employee out there. If you have done something wrong, but your employer didn't build up a case, they just said, that's it, you're gone. You've probably been wrongfully dismissed, and the compensation owed to you can absolutely be significant. Yeah, I guess a lot of times an employer doesn't, they just want to rush it. They just want the person out of there. So they're going to they're gonna say one thing or another and, and out you go without taking the time to let it build, as you say. But if, if, if you're an employee and how should you respond if the employer is building up this case against uh, him or her for, for cause? Well, first of all, if you did do something wrong and your employer called you on it, gave you a warning, well, obviously the, the appropriate response is let's figure out how we improve so we don't do this again obviously right. and maybe even tell your employer okay i understand i'm gonna i'm gonna do better if you think your employer is building up a case against you but it's not justified they're giving you warnings about performance issues that are bogus or maybe performance issues that are not accurate well then you have to say something about it because your employer is probably building up a case and if you're silent about it you're going to be considered to have accepted it and that's going to make it easier for the company to try to terminate for cause. So what you do is if your employer is building a case and you don't agree with what they're saying, well, don't just tell me that. Tell your employer that. Send an email in writing saying, employer, here's what you've told me that I've done or you gave me a warning for doing this. Here's why I don't agree with it. Here's why that's not accurate. And by the way, here's what actually happened. Put that in writing, again, in a very polite, in a very professional way. I'm not advising anyone to be aggressive or even confrontational. But it's absolutely essential that you respond and explain why you don't agree and what the facts are. By doing that, you're going to make it that much more difficult for your employer to try to terminate you for cause. If they want to terminate you, that will be a without termination, uh, without cause termination, right. and they would have to pay severance. So remember, silence is not your friend when it comes to your employer building up, up a case against you. If it's not legitimate, if you don't agree with it, you have to say so, and you have to say so right away. Short break and lots more coming up. The email address we use is help at employmentlawyer.ca. We'll uh, try to get some uh, emails later on. And then the website you can use anytime, a ton of employment law information, even before the phone call. Uh, to Lior and his team is pocketemploymentlawyer.ca. We'll continue right here, Employment Law Show on Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. Harvey, thanks for, uh, for standing by. What's on your mind? Uh, so I'm calling on behalf of my cousin. He's a independent contractor. He drives the company truck. And uh, just last week, his truck uh, got, got into a jackknife and slid off the 401 and landed up in a ditch, which resulted in the truck being a write-off. So his company told him that he he is responsible for paying the $2,500 deductible, even though the truck belongs to the company and the insurance is also paid by the company. I was wondering if, if that's true or not. No, it's not true, and it's mostly not true because of the fact that in the eyes of the law, he's considered to be a, an employee. Most truck drivers are, unless they work for a bunch of companies. So so he he's not. The question is not that, though. The question is not whether or not he, he uh, is obligated to pay. The question is what happens if he doesn't. Mm-hmm. Uh, they may decide to let him go, 
Uh, and yeah, they'll have to pay him some severance, but he has to decide ultimately what's better for him. So does, does he have to pay? Absolutely not. Could they decide to let him go if he doesn't? Yes. So he has to consider that. And I think may, what may be a good idea, Harvey, is to have him give me a call so we could talk about what he could potentially be owed if, in fact, the company lets him go. Uh, but no, he's not required to pay that deductible. Okay, great. Thanks. Uh, I'll get him to call you directly then. Sounds good. Thanks, Harvey. Appreciate it. And here's the number. I gave it out, but I'll give it to you for uh, for your cuz. It's uh, 1-855-821-5900. But uh, moving on here. Next call, Bruce. Thanks for uh, thanks for taking uh, taking the time. How are you? Uh, not too bad. Cold. But, yeah, uh, no kidding. I, my question uh, is concerning the record the company does have on you. I asked for it one time. And they said it was the property of the company, and they were not going to allow me to see it. You're talking, Bruce, about your essentially your employee file, right? On me, yes. Yes, on you. So they they are actually uh, correct. Uh, they're not required to give you a copy of that. I know it sounds strange because it is about you, but it's something that they've put together for their records. So a lot of employers are not going to have a problem sharing it, but they don't have to. So there's really not no way to make them and force them to share that information with you. Now, the only time they would have to produce it, if there's legal proceedings against them, yes, they could be made to produce it. But if there's no legal proceedings, they, they, they cannot be made to, uh, to produce it. Hmm. And how would one know the accuracy of it if you don't get to see it? You wouldn't. If they at some point want to rely on it, then they'll have to show here's what we're relying on and you can deal with it then. But beyond that, you know, whatever they say or put or didn't put in there, it's their documents, it's their records. You, there's really nothing that you can do about that. Oh, all right. Well, thank you for answering that. No Thank you, Bruce. Appreciate your time. Enjoy the uh, the rest of your weekend. Uh, continue our talk in uh, termination for cause. Does it matter? Because we had a we had a call earlier, and it was uh, a gentleman calling about, uh, I believe, a cousin or um, a friend who was there for two years, or, or no, pardon me, uh, two years severance. You, you mentioned because it was a thirty year mm-hmm. employee. Does it matter if an employee has worked for the company for a long time, if not a very long time, when it comes to cause? Yeah, well, absolutely, it matters. So remember, I started when we talked talked about termination for cause, saying how difficult it is to terminate for cause. It's always difficult. It's the capital punishment. So even if you work for three months, it's still going to be very difficult to terminate you for cause. But it's that much more difficult if you've been with the company for many years. The reason for that is there's now an, an assumption that if you've been with the company for 20 years, however long, that you're, you must be doing something right, that you're a good employee, or you're not going to make it to 20 years. So if all of a sudden, you go from this great employee after 20 years to being so bad that the company has to terminate you for cause, the company is really going to have, to have their, uh, their ducks in a row and make sure that they know and they can show how all of a sudden this employee just did a 180 and became such a bad employee. So as difficult as it is to terminate for cause any employee, whatever your age is, however long you've worked there, it's always difficult. It becomes several times more difficult to terminate a long service employee. Uh, you really would have had to do something awful, something nasty. Uh, and in most cases, that's just simply not going to be the case. Um, if there is cause, if the company has done their homework, does that employer still need to pay severance? Or is there a case where they have to pay severance? 
So generally speaking, the rule is if the employer properly does its jobs and build up a case and can show that there is cause, that the employee did something bad enough to justify a termination for cause, in most of those cases, no, the employer does not have to pay any severance. It's simply, you know, because it's not the employer's fault that they're letting someone go. It's the employee's fault in that situation because of something that they did. So the employer does not have to pay severance. And that's why it's so, so important to determine whether or not the company did have cause. If they did, yeah, no severance. If they did not, then severance, again, could be two years pay. So have to get that right. Now, believe it or not, there are situations that despite the company having cause, there's still some severance that has to be paid. Generally speaking, if the employee did something bad that's cause, but it's not willful misconduct, then some severance has to be paid. Not the full entitlements, the minimum entitlements. My favorite example, a case I had a few years ago, uh, I I, uh, was representing someone that was a forklift driver, worked for one of the big, big uh, retailers that I'm not going to, whose name I'm not going to mention. And, you know, let's face it, wasn't a good forklift driver. (laughs) <laughs> uh, got into a number of accidents. The employer did everything right, gave him warnings, etc. But the guy didn't couldn't get it and still get getting into accidents, damaging property. And the company had cause. They let him go for cause. Clearly, they did. But because right. it wasn't willful misconduct, he wasn't deliberately doing uh, you know a bad job or getting into an accident. They still had to pay him his minimum entitlements, which for him still was a few months' pay. So. Even in cause situations, you may still be owed severance. That's why it's so, so, so important to get advice if you're let go with or without cause. Want to move on to Alicia. Alicia, thanks for uh, for hanging on for a moment. How are you? I'm good. How are you? Great. What's uh, what's on your mind? Hi, I have a situation. Uh, my sister has a situation where she has a baby. She's on 18 months maternity leave and she's going to be returning back to work in March and she doesn't want to put the baby into daycare because of the COVID situation. So um, the workplace is actually telling her she has to or she may lose her employment. Is that accurate right now? Yes, unfortunately, Alicia, it is accurate in that her employer does not have to keep her job uh, beyond that 18 months uh, as long as she has childcare that is available. If, for example, let's you know, let's say, God forbid, God forbid, COVID gets worse and all the childcare centers have to uh, close and shut down, well, your your sister may not have childcare, so she may have to stay home, and in which case the employer cannot do anything to her. But if there is childcare available, but she decides not to use it, I understand why, of course, being a father myself. Uh, despite that, her employer does not have to keep her job, and that may be considered a resignation. So she may well lose her job if there is childcare available, but she decides not to send her child there. Uh, I know it's not an easy situation. It's a very tough call as a parent, but that's how uh, the law works in this situation. Alicia, appreciate the uh, appreciate the call. Your uh, your sister want more information in that regard? You can call Lior after the show and get a hold of uh, himself or, or one of his team. One eight five five eight two one fifty nine hundred. Help at employmentlawyer.ca. Employment Law Show. Global News Radio. You are listening to a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of or otherwise represent the advertiser. The opinions expressed therein are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto. And welcome back to it. You sure are. And Adam, thank you for standing by. Thanks very much for everything that you did on the radio. Uh, thanks, Lior. 
No uh, problem. Thank you. I am calling for a friend of our family. Uh, she until after, until recently she was a retail manager for a major uh, international chain, very recognizable. I just don't want to say the name. Anyway, she was let go essentially for taking her work and uh, some work equipment home to uh, to essentially work from home uh, during this lockdown. Now, this was okayed by a person who is designated as the training manager. Uh, so she thought she was in the clear. What ended up happening is she was let go for cause for doing so. Uh, and when she defended herself, there was no record of the phone call. There was no email exchange or a text exchange. And the training manager essentially said that this never happened. So she was let go with cause, essentially with, with nothing, after several years of employment where she had a stellar record. And the question is, does she have a case to go back? To the employer or is it a, is it a done deal so adam that's not going to be cause ever not number one because she had permission but even if we look at it from the company's best case scenario even if she did not have permission at best this may be a breach of some sort of a policy it's not stealing it's not she was taking equipment home to steal it she was doing work with it so even if she had to follow a different procedure and didn't that's still not cause remember what, what i said earlier on the show how difficult it is to establish cause. So no, that's never going to be cause. So Adam, she needs to give me a call. She she obviously is owed compensation. Uh, she's obviously, uh, you know, after several years, you know, it certainly sounds like she's been wrongfully dismissed. I can help her get this resolved. Uh, and depending on, on the factors, her age, position, length of employment, she could have significant entitlements, uh, Adam. She already has your number. We just sent it to her, so expect a call on Monday. I look forward to speaking to her. Outstanding. Thank you, Adam. Well done. And uh, we'll get to that. Uh, I want to get to a couple more uh, questions or at least uh, uh, things with termination for cause as we wait for another call to get lined up here. Just taking a couple moments. Um, your employer says it's terminating your employment for cause. All right. So you're panicking. You're freaking out. What do you do? Well, you, you do, frankly, what uh, what Adam just did. You you make a call to find out if it is, in fact, cause. The fact that your employer may say it's cause, that happens uh, often, okay? That happens often, uh, very common. But just like with uh, Adam's uh, sister there, that's not necessarily cause. People always think, well, I did something wrong. Okay, I'm deserving of the, the, the biggest punishment. No. Just like if you commit uh, a, a, a traffic offense, we're not going to send you to jail, Right? We're going to maybe give you a fine or we'll give you a, a slap on the wrist and then off you go. It's the same, same thing with employment. So if, if your employer uh, lets you go for cause, unless you know you did something terrible, you stole, you hit someone, you were sexually harassing a, a coworker, unless you did that, you have to give me a call. Let's talk about that. Chances are it's not cause and chances are because of that that you're owed your full severance. want to get to uh, Frank. Frank, thank you for, uh, for calling in. It's on your mind. Thank you for taking my call. Uh, Leo, I'm a company owner for over 25 years. I got one employee that's been with me for a long time, over 20 years, and he was a great employee. Uh, he worked very hard, always on time. But the last three, four, five years, he's been late all the time. He's, uh, he's always on his cell phone. He's uh, arguing with him, uh, other employees. Uh, we've given him, uh, we've talked to our lawyer, Pallet Vallow, about him, and basically they told us, you know, just give him rent warnings and, uh, you know, keep it on file. Well, we tried everything to get up. The problem is if he's late uh, almost every day, the machine doesn't run because there's two people on that machine. You know what I mean? There's a, there's a, hit, a hit guy at the front, and then he's at the back feeding the machine. 
Right. So I don't know whether that's enough uh, uh, enough cause, I guess, to let them go with cause. You know what I mean? Well, the, the, the devil's in the details in a sense that obviously I would want to know and see the warnings. What did the warnings right. say? Uh, I'd yeah. want to see, you know, did we make it clear to him in the warnings that if he continues along with this behavior, right. that we're going to yeah. let him go? I want to understand exactly what he did. But, That's yeah, right. if you did a good job building up a case and gave him warnings right. and you made the warning clears and he continued with that behavior, right. yeah, right. you may well be in a situation to terminate for cause. Yeah, you know, Leo, we, we've done our best to, to straighten this guy out and to make his life, you know, like, now I've, I've, I've hired him like two, three times already because I was a, a boss of another company. That, and then I started my company 20 years ago, and then I brought him with me because he was such a good, a good employee. And, you know, I, and I know him a long time. And, you know, and I'm trying to straighten him out, but he got into a bad, uh, bad situation in his personal life with something. I'm trying to straighten him out. And, but you know what? It just affects my company because the machine doesn't run in the morning until he shows up. And then he shows up tired because, you know, I don't know what he's doing all night. You know, and uh, I just feel bad about it, to be honest with you, but I don't know how much I can keep going this. You know what I mean? I mean, I got 40 employees. I own a business for over 25 years in Oakville, and, uh, you know, I have my own building and all that. And I'm trying to, you know, I'm trying to give him a chance to straighten his life out. I've told, I've told him personally, you know, you can't keep doing this. And you know what? He, he says, okay, okay, I'll do my And then next thing you know, he's doing it again. He's on his cell phone all the time. All of a sudden, he's on his cell phone, gets a text message, he, 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 and all of a sudden, he leaves. He tells the head, the head guy at the front, I got to go, I got to go, I got to, you know, I got a problem. You know, I go, I can't, you know, I just can't keep doing this with this fellow, right? You know, so I don't so know. So you, you, may, you may well be in a situation where if you've done everything you're supposed to, and it certainly sounds like you have, you have to make a tough call. Do you continue okay. along this path or do you like say enough call. is enough and, and terminate? Yeah, because Leo, I, I deal with Palo Velo. I'm sure you know who these guys are. And uh, I spoke to the uh, labor, uh, the, the guy there, there, and he says, Frank, just uh, just keep uh, giving him warnings. And I go, how many warnings can I give before I, before every employee in the company looks at me? Look, you know, Frank's not doing anything about this. What's, what's going on, right? So it might be a bad environment for the company with this guy to keep doing this, and I don't do anything about it. You know, I'm concerned about other employees how they look at Frank, it. Frank, if, 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 you, if you want my help to, to move this along and kind of part ways, let me know. Happy to get involved and help you. It sounds like you may have now gotten to the point where enough is enough, that you've done your homework, you've built up your, uh, your case, and it may just be time to pull the trigger. Yeah, it sucks for guys like Frank. You know, you got to. It sounds like he's really helped the guy out, brought him along, built he's a his good company guy. with him. Yeah, and he, now he's sandbagging it after twenty years, and it sucks because you, you know, it, it, you're looking down the the pike of a, of a termination because the guy's just not pulling his weight anymore. It sucks. But I feel it, bad for the guy, but at the end of the day, though, you have to run your business. You have yep. responsibilities, and if the employee can't do it, then you have to make a move. Frank, thanks. That'll be the final call for the day. And a topical one is we were talking about termination for cause. You want to reach out, do so now. 1-855-821-5900. The uh, website pocketemploymentlawyer.ca is amazing in that regard. And the email help at employmentlawyer.ca as well. And if you go to employmentlawyer.ca, the website, you'll catch links to our long-running television show there as well. We'll catch you next time on the Employment Law Show. This is Global News Radio. The preceding was a paid commercial program. Unless otherwise identified, the guests on the program are employees of the advertiser. Opinions expressed are those of the advertiser and do not necessarily reflect the views and policies of Global News Radio 640 Toronto.